are listening to the Spark Your Success podcast. Connecting corporate professionals to better opportunities and entrepreneurs to better business with your host. Just in case you forgot. Just in case you forgot. Leander Howard II. This is the only podcast providing a blueprint on how to navigate the corporate ladder for professionals all across the world while also providing resources and tools for you to start or scale your business. That's right. This is real people obtaining real results. And now, your host. Leander Howard II. The first question I have is, I always start the episodes with, like, who was Britney as a kid? Wow. Yeah, I like to go back. I like <laughs> to go back. That's a good question. Um, so Britney as a kid, I've always been very creative. Very, 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 very creative. Um, and as a kid, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So having that shift from like fashion to where I am right now, totally different. But I always like thought with my eyes when I was younger. Every single thing I did, like my mom would pick out outfits for me. I'm like, that's whack. Find something else. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I wanted things a certain way. Like aesthetics has always been a huge part of my life. So as a child, I would say I'm pretty much the same. Just like very creative. I see everything through a creative lens, and that's exactly how it was for me when I was little too. And culturally, Brittany as a kid as well. Like my mom's from England, but is of Jamaican descent, and my dad's from Trinidad. So. Caribbean influence has always been major for me. And every year I would go to Jamaica. So I feel like that was a huge part of who I was as a kid too. Like um, being obsessed with music and food. And yeah, that was just me. Just super creative and, and cultured. Like that was pretty as a kid. Uh, that's dope. So you're very lively. I mean, yeah. I see it on the I see it on the uh on the content though. Like <laughs> I'm like, man, she's killing these reels. Like <laughs> I like the 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 energy you bring to the reels. I'm like, all right, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, so I want to kind of get into that strategy. Like, what is that? What does your week look like when it comes to creating content? I'm like, how is she pushing out so many reels every single week with different types of content? And it's very consistent, right? Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about, for all the entrepreneurs, like what does it really take to produce quality content? Oh, it takes a lot. Like, I don't think people realize on the back end, it looks very simple, but it's, it's a lot. And my content, I have a content calendar. So all the content that you see, let's say whatever I posted last week has been planned a month ago. Mm. But I put all my content a month in advance. And I feel like if you don't, it's not going to get done. Like if you have to think about the content that day that you're going to create, forget about it. Like you're going to get exhausted. And that's what was happening to me in the beginning. I wasn't really planning. Week up, day up, I was just getting frustrated because I'm like, yeah, what am I going to make today? I have, I don't know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. Frustrated, but if I have something planned weeks in advance, here's what I'm going to make, I have no choice but to make it because it's already planned out for me. So that is the biggest way that I stay consistent is just planning a month in advance. I have three calendars. I have used my Google calendar, I use a physical calendar, and I use like a written down calendar as well. So I okay. know what I'm doing in three different places. Um, and then 30 minutes every month, I sit down in complete silence and I write down ideas for YouTube videos, for Instagram reels, for TikToks, for um, like post content, LinkedIn content. So I just take 30 minutes to just bang it out, just a bunch yeah. of ideas, so that when it comes time for me to create that content calendar, um, all I do is just pull what I came up with in that 30 minute time frame, and just figure out where it's going to land on the calendar. Um, and then I just recently moved, so I'm just kind of all over the place. But before <laughs> I would record, let's say I recorded a, a YouTube video, my reels on a Friday, mm -hmm. all of those would get edited the following week and then they would mm -hmm. get posted the week after. So I'm doing everything weeks in advance so that. Like what you see, what would you, what you saw go live on Friday, like let's say today, Saturday, it got recorded two Saturdays ago. Um, right. And that's how you stay consistent. Like you have to stay ahead of yourself 
And even if you feel like, oh, this is outdated now, nobody cares. Like, good content is good content. It doesn't matter if you think it's outdated. Like, you're not the consumer. Somebody else is. So just post it. And some of the stuff that I think wouldn't have done well did the best. Like, mm. I was like, oh, this is okay. It, it ended up doing really well. So that's how I stay consistent. That would be my two things. Just plan things way in advance. Complete them well in advance. And even if you think it's not that great, as long as it looks good and it sounds good, somebody's going to like it. Man, that's that's good info, though, because I know for myself, I, I actually have the same plan that you use. Like, yeah. A week in advance, record. My team edits that following week, and then we post the week after. Like, giving them that two-week time frame to really get things done and handled to where yeah. we can review, edit, and publish, right, in time for the following week where nobody's stressed. So it saves everybody's time, you know what I'm saying? So it really does help when it comes to planning content. But I don't want to skip the fact of brainstorming. Like, <laughs> I think that was really, really critical that you said you take 30 minutes out of, and I, I thought that was pretty, pretty. that's a tight window. Like, you're getting it done in 30 minutes. I'm like, you're a, you a, you a beast <laughs> getting it done in 30 minutes. Like, that's that's a pretty tight window when it comes to, you know, jotting down ideas and um, creating content for the next month. So I want you to talk about, like, what type of aura do you create? Like, what is that? what does that creative space look like when it is time for that 30 minute brainstorming session. Yeah. Um, so I'm naturally introverted, believe it or not. And introversion mm. is high. It's just, I love being by myself. Like when if I had a long day at work, I just want to go home and talk to myself for the next <laughs> like hour, just be by myself. So the creative process for me involves me being in solitude. Like I gotta be by myself. There has to be little to no distractions, like no TV on, no sound, just complete silence. Mm. And something I forgot to say too, I always have my phone on me. So if an idea comes to mind, I just throw it into my phone. And a lot of times I'll bounce ideas off of, like in that 30 minute session, I'll bounce ideas off of like whatever was created in my phone um, earlier gotcha. that week. But in gotcha. terms of aura, like I have to be by myself. Like I find it really hard to be creative. Um, in a room full of people or just like a ton of distractions. I gotta just quiet, peace and quiet. Sometimes I'll light a candle, but quiet. Quiet, just peace and yeah. quiet, that's peace it. And quiet. That's it. And that's all I need, boom, done. <laughs> gotcha, okay. What are the top three things, or like what's the most important things that a content creator needs to do to create quality content and stay consistent? Yeah, I would say, Quality-wise, you definitely want to start off with some sort of quality technical piece. So whether it's a good camera, a lot of people create on their iPhone. I started creating on my iPhone first, or just any phone. It doesn't really matter. But right. that is everything. So just finding what works well for you. Like right before we started recording this, I was sitting in an area of my apartment that I looked crazy. Like you could not see me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And that's why I said to you, like, hold on, give me one second, because I had to just find an area. So, like, yeah. going from my office area to here, the lighting completely changed. And that's a combination of, like, obviously I'm using a great laptop, but also lighting. Like, yeah. you can have an awesome camera. If you don't know your angles, you don't know your lighting, it ain't going with it. So definitely play around with, like, your tech and find your light and just work from there. Um, the second thing I would say too is stay true to yourself. Like a lot of people, especially because we're in the career space and in the professional space, we feel like, oh, I can't curse in my videos, or I can't dance, or I gotta wear a certain way or do certain things. Like there's a lot of women who right. would never wear a tank top in a career-oriented video because they think that's not professional. But it's like this is me. Right. This, this is who I am. Like I don't care. Um, right. <laughs> so true to who you are, and never change yourself. And there's somebody out there who admires the fact that I'm wearing a tech to uh, tank top in a professional setting. And it's like, oh, that's really dope. So stay true to yourself. And then in terms of consistency, plan way ahead. Way ahead so you're not stressing yourself out, especially if you have a family. Um, a full-time job is incredibly demanding. Like, if you know that on Tuesday you got to end work at 5 so you can start recording at 7, like, that's what you, you, you're mentally prepared. But if that day you decided right. that you're at seven it's not it's probably not going to happen because that's just way too overwhelming 
So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I like. I think really what I I was so excited about this episode because I feel like we're the same person. You got the nine to five, <laughs> six to ten hustle, career space. So like, I feel like I'm talking to somebody that I can relate to, right? So it's very natural conversation. Um, but like, what's I want to get into the nine to five, six to ten talk too. Like, people need to hear it. People need to hear it. Like, it's really tough. It's tough. Um, it's, 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 it's super tough. And I think just having, first and foremost, an employer that supports it is great, right? Um, but even then, it's still tough, right? Because <laughs> you still got to manage, you know, you want to perform your 9 to 5 and you want to perform me at 6 to 10, right? Your baby, your side hustle, whatever. So how have you simply managed both um, when it comes to working at Google and managing Hell's Consulting? Yeah, it is tough. And I feel like I'm learning every day different ways to manage. Mm. Um, one of the main things I would say is know, like knowing what I want. Like I've always known I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur eventually. Yep. So once I realized that, I knew that whatever job I have nine to five needed to be incredibly flexible um, and that I control, can control it a lot better. Like some of the roles right. I had previously at Google... I was working on the weekends. I was working mm -hmm. late at night. You can't have a business and work on the weekends and work at night. Like you'll never yeah. sleep. And that's not what I want for myself. So the right. job I have now at Google is incredibly flexible. Like my day ends when I need it to end because I mm -hmm. can have complete control over it. Um, and so that's been awesome. And then another major thing I would say too, like, a lot of people want to grow in their nine to five and then also grow in their six to ten. And I just, I don't think you're, I don't think you can really do that. Can't do I, both. I don't think you can. Like, you want, you can't really want to become a director at your nine to five company and then also want to grow and scale like this six figure business. Like, you've got to, you got to Right. If you want your side hustle to stay the side hustle forever, then you can grow and be a director. But if you really want to become a full-time entrepreneur, like you can't be so focused on getting, you know, like super promoted and, and right. going crazy at your nine to five. So that's just, that's just a reality I faced as well. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, and I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no problem. No problem. It was so good. So, so good. Oh, you cannot let your nine to five stress you out. Like mm. you cannot have a stressful nine to five. And if you're really trying to grow your business, like you have to, and your job is just completely stressing you, like you need to find a new job as soon as possible. Because mm. in order for your business to grow, whatever's going on in your nine to five needs to be like you could do it in your sleep. Like it is on autopilot. Mm. Leave there, like you gotta end that day at five so you can start your six to ten. I would say that is. That's something I realized. I'm like, there is absolutely no way I can have my job stressing me out and grow health consumption. Um, so that's been, that, that's, those are really major reality checks for me. How do you stay up to date with new job opportunities? Still using email? How do you connect with people in your industry? Still sending cold messages? We have something better, more engaging, more personalized, more seamless. Spark Your Resume has built a community with you, the corporate professional in mind. Get started with our career discovery quiz, whether you're an entry-level, mid-career, or executive professional. This quiz will help us learn more about you so we can help you land your dream job three times faster. Once you join our community, we will send you weekly jobs from the best opportunities in the market. We'll provide you with industry-leading professional development resources, such as our interview guide, resume rubric, resume checklist, and LinkedIn checklist to help you build your digital brand. We will host workshops and webinars educating you on how to develop your brand as a top performer in your industry. You will get weekly career advice and updates from our industry experts. You will have access to connect with like-minded professionals within your industry via our direct messaging feature. You will have access to everything you need to land your dream job three times faster, like a true champion. Join our community today. Spark your resume, helping real people obtain real results.
flexibility is key for a fact. I can I can assure that's 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 probably number one in my book. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, time is everything, right? Time is money, right? Uh, so you gotta be able to have that time to produce for your business as well, um, while also you know performing in that nine to five. But I want to step a little, you know, take a step back to where. How did you even find right that flexible job? Like, what what does that look like? Because we can say, yeah, find a flexible job, but what's that? What's that roadmap to even finding that flexible job? And how do you know it's really flexible <laughs> before you get on the job? You know what I mean? That's the crazy thing about it. Um, it believe it or not, it's funny. Majority of jobs that are flexible, we're pretty aware of them already. Like, you already know, if you're working in sales, there's no way your job is flexible. If you're working in finance, your job is not flexible. So, like, that's just the reality. There are some Thank jobs you. that have that stigma. Like, nah, there's no flexibility here. It is what it is. And you, you get into it for compensation. Um, but I was, what worked really well for me in knowing that this job was flexible was talking to people in the role before I even got in here. Like months before I started my job search, I started talking to people in my network, like, hey, what's your job like? What do you do? Um, and when my coworker told me that is in the same role, she's like, I don't even bring my laptop home. I just get all my work done at work. I'm like, oh, wow. This is what I'm looking for. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. Yeah, I knew immediately from that moment, like, this is what this is it. Like, this is what I want. And when she told me, like, you can kind of, like, you create the role yourself. Like, if you want to work on certain projects, you can work on certain projects. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Like, you just make it whatever you want to be. Um, but I would not have known that if I didn't talk to anybody. So there's no way to just know that a job's going to be flexible by just looking at the job description. Um, but as I said before, some jobs are just historically not flexible. But you got to talk to people, like definitely network, speak to people in the role. How is this job? How's the manager? How's the team? How's the company? And that's how you'll know, because there's no way to know before getting in there unless you talk to somebody. Mm. Yeah. That's that's key. And what's this job you're, you're talking about? This is the Google? Yep. So I work as an administrative business partner at Google. So I basically partner with executives at Google. Um, mm. So right now, one of my biggest partnerships is with my manager, who's head of production in the creative lab of Google, which is a really amazing team. Um, we work on all the creative things that Google does. So many different things, I can't even put like one name on it. Right. But uh, working with them logistically, travel management, email management, calendar management, project management, event management, like none of my days are the same. I'm right. always doing something completely different. So, um, the flexibility is there because of the fact that I partner with them. So when when I'm done, I'm done. Um, but I, of course, naturally I create work for myself. So I never really, I don't have to be done. But yeah, working as a right. partner. Mm -hmm. No, that's dope. Um, so what type of person would you say is the perfect fit for your role? Because what I got from it is like an internal consultant. Yeah. Like so working my with, my bad, go ahead. Yeah, no, the type of person, I would say just being incredibly detail-oriented mm. because you're working with executives. Any little mistake you make <laughs> is impacting like 80 yeah. people at a time. Yeah. So you have to be incredibly detailed. I remember the first day I got on the job, not necessarily the first day, but within the first week, mm. I had deleted a major meeting on my manager's calendar by accident. And obviously, all... There's like 50 people on that meeting. I was freaking out. And then my coworker was like, oh, just go to the trash and you can bring it back. I was like, oh, whew. Um, But I would say being detail oriented just because when you're working with executives, they have like 20, 50, 80, 100 reports at a time. So it's not just, you're not just working with them. Like you're working with them plus your team. So very, mm -hmm. very detail oriented. What are some of the takeaways uh, that you've learned while working at Google that you're implementing into your own business? Oh my God, everything, every single thing. And you know what's funny? I've had three different roles at Google and the one that I'm in right now, title wise, some people may say like, this is the least impactful role because it's more of an administrative role. But to me, this is the role that I've learned from the most. 
because mm. this role requires you to manage people's time. And time is one of the, in my opinion, most valuable resources. And because I'm managing executives' time, I understand how valuable time is for my own business. So there's things that I've implemented. Like before, it used to take me hours to create my content for Instagram. Now I'm like, if my manager was doing this, I would tell them like, hey, let's reevaluate this. This is taking me way too much time. So why am I not doing that with myself? So through being an admin, I've realized the power of time and implementing that into my own business. Why is this taking me so long? I got to streamline this. Why is this taking me so much effort? I got to streamline this. So I think that's the main thing I've learned specifically, not even just at Google, but in this role is just time management. Because if you learn how to manage your time, you you got it covered. Like you can conquer pretty much anything. Let's, let's, let's talk, let's break down time management. Like, yeah. <laughs> because that's something very, very critical. Something I'm even trying to get better at, right? Just... Yeah you know, listing my priorities. Like what mm-hmm. I tell people now is like, if it's not going to help me get somewhere tomorrow, I'm not doing it today. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. Right. right. So I want to dive deeper into, you know, since you, since you're hands on with executives at a large company, right. What does that schedule look like? Mm-hmm. What are they prioritizing and what are they Letting go. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. It's my job to tell them what to prioritize. <laughs> wow. That's my job. Because. Wow. Okay. And sometimes I don't even ask them. I just do it. Like, it's my job. Exactly. It's my job to deprioritize and prioritize for them. Mm. So, majority of executives don't, don't know how to do that because. They're busy. they they do what's on their calendar exactly so they don't know what to deprioritize sometimes so for me what i prioritize and deprioritize for them top of mind for them is their reports that's what i think top of mind you have to with your reports new people coming in you got to talk to them you got to meet them um meetings with your manager meetings that are meaningful in terms of this is going to impact your project. So top of priority for them, meeting with their manager or whoever's above them, their reports, and anything that's gonna provide them new information or help them on a project, that's what we're doing. Everything else, I don't think it's top of mind. You don't need to go there. You don't need to be in that meeting. If you wanna go, you can, but now you don't, now you can't eat lunch. Now you mm. don't have time to do your work. Like, and that's the thing. When you start off an entry level or mid level in your career and everything is a priority to you, when you become in the C suite, you are going to be exhausted because you didn't learn how to delegate. You didn't learn how to deprioritize. Like, you carry everything you do in the beginning of your business career, you're going to carry it throughout your career and it's either going to get better if you're already really good at it or it's going to get worse. Mm. Um, and I see that happen with some of the executives that, not necessarily that I work with, but just in general, because I know all of them at this point. So, yeah. Learn how to deprioritize and prioritize now. Because even for you, like, your business is going to be a multi-million dollar business someday. Whatever whatever habits you have right now that you know you need to improve upon, if the effort's not there, especially for me too, like, it's just going to get worse as our business gets bigger. Because we didn't put effort into it, right? So... Time management, if you get a handle on that, it will impact every single area of your life. Everything. No, that's a fact. You speak your facts, and I appreciate that, Yeah. by the way. <laughs> but no, nah, I think, honestly, just thinking from an executive standpoint, like me being the CEO of a company is, and, and you as well, like, I think the good thing about having that 9 to 5 and 6 to 10 is seeing both sides, right? Yep. We get to see the employee side. We get to see the owner side. And we understand why... You need good employees, right? Or you need good team members because they do help, right? Um, and then when it comes to the executives, I don't think they really understand. Oh, no. When it comes to the executives, they want to make executive decisions. They want to make data-driven decisions, right? So those reports really, really matter. Yeah. Because data doesn't lie. People do. Mm-hmm. I want to see the numbers. Yeah. I want to see the numbers. I'm not making decisions 
um, off the whim, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see what's really happening inside of my business, inside of my organization that I can take up to upper level management to say, okay, this is what we needed to do to impact this level of business because this was our fiscal year goal. And that's where I think the reports are most definitely priority for any any owner, entrepreneur, executive, any biz, like any business in general. And I think that's something entrepreneurs don't take advantage of is actually looking at their data. They don't know how to analyze it. They don't know how to read it. They don't know how to even formulate the data to where they can look at it in a holistic view. Mm-hmm. Building those reports are very, very powerful. Like I just showed you my financial model before we got on the call. Like I need that to understand, okay, this is what we need to do in the business to make X amount of money and profit because at the end of the day, that's what you're in business to do. Mm-hmm. Right? You're also providing a shit ton of value, of course, but like at the end of the day, you're in business to make profit. Exactly. By exchanging value, people pay for things they don't want. I mean, people pay for things they don't know how to do or things they don't want to do. Just that simple. Mm-hmm. If you can fill that void, I'm exchanging my money for my time. Just that simple. It's a, it's a value exchange, right? Just like I tell people all the time where you could go change your tire or change your engine when your car breaks down. Look it up on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. All these resources. But I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm going to take it to a mechanic, right? <laughs> I'm going to take it to a professional, right? Yeah. That does this all day long, right? To where he can fix my car in a matter of, or he or she can fix my car in a matter of 24, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Rather than me trying to learn how to fix an engine on YouTube, messing up my engine, now my car is screwed. Like, it comes to the point where you got to know when to outsource. Yeah. Because it's going to save you time and money in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something entrepreneurs need to really, really understand. Like, what are you good at? And do you enjoy what you're doing? I know we mentioned, like you said before, the resume writing piece isn't your thing. You don't like it, but you think that's bringing you money, right? So find somebody that enjoys it. <laughs> teach them teach them how to do it or teach them the way you doing resume reviews now. Make that blueprint to where it's easy for them to onboard and transition. And take over your role now. You have more time to what? Create content. Be a CEO. Yeah. You already got the marketing down pat. You got it down pat. I see it all every day. I'm calm sharing every day. You know what I mean? I think it's time for you to really take it to the next level and build that team. Mm-hmm. And I really think you can do it. Like that. I think I really think that's that's your next step. Because I know we talked about it before. Like. Should I invest in marketing? Should I invest in operations? I think it's time to invest in operations because you can only do so much. I know. I'm feeling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when it comes to when it comes to entrepreneurship, man, like a lot of that, like, oh, I don't want to give away this. I don't. Well, how how much do you want to really grow? Yeah. You're one person. Mm-hmm. I tell my team all the time why everybody's important. I can't do that. If you want me to do this, if you want to get paid, I got to go make sales. I can't do that and write resumes and do coaching and do marketing and look at financial statements and legal stuff. Like it's all types of stuff that comes with entrepreneurship that people don't even see. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring I got two W2 employees. Now I got to figure out how to pay taxes in Michigan. I'm like, man. Like, is it is it worth hiring? You know what I mean? Like, that's but that's where I'm at. It's like, man, it's so much that you have to really go through mm-hmm. to even get to a to a, a certain point where you're comfortable. And I've even learned just in the past two months, like every time I got comfortable, something happened. Yeah, I told I- myself I can I can never get comfortable ever again in my business. Nope. I thought I had a team, somebody quit, or somebody not doing their job. Yeah. Got a fire. That's another thing. Fire, hire, and reward accordingly and fast. Yeah. I hired somebody a week. They messed up three packages. I fired them the next, <laughs> the next day. No remorse. 
And that's the thing, like, you're, not, like you're moving like an executive. Like it's the priority, the prioritizing. It's a priority. It's that's a priority. I got clients calling me like, hey, where's my package? I'm like, what did you order the package? I'm not keeping up. Like, that's not my job in the business. Mm -hmm. You're a grown, that's what I'm paying you to do. Mm -hmm. Handle the package. And that's another major thing that I've learned too from working with executives. Like, who you hire will make or break. Break you. Oh, for a fact. Yo, some people on the team who literally make the whole, like, the team cannot function without them and they are not in an executive position. But then there's people, one little mistake you make is done. 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 You have to, like, done. hiring is major. And I worked on a recruit. I work on a recruiting team. I work on a sourcing team. Like I know what to look for, and I know what's. And that's this crazy thing. Like I worked in sales, I worked in recruiting, and now I work in marketing. So like I'm, I see mm. all, all of it. And who you hire can make. You can have. You can hire somebody today, leave who just takes your company to a whole other level. Like oh, I see you're doing it like this. They suggest one thing. Your day and half done. Boom. You can have somebody come in and just unravel every single system that you created. Like, no, that's a fact. Crazy. And I see why companies put out so much money to find good talent. Yes, because it's, it's it's everything. It's everything. Everything. Your cut, like your people, are your company. Mm -hmm. That's it's it's the most valuable asset you have. I don't care how many systems are in place, like right, they can unravel. They can come in and unravel the whole thing. It doesn't matter. Or they systems. System. Systems can't innovate. No, people do. People do. Just that simple. Yeah. There you go. Systems I've created on my team. My manager is like, "Yo, this is so good. I love the way you did this." I'm like, yeah, girl. I'm like, yeah. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're bringing that value. Right. No, that's a fact, man. Like, that's a fact. That, there's no better feeling than hiring somebody who was like, what? Like, my last video editor, when I say this guy was doing I never even asked him to do. But he just took my video to a whole other level because he is a highly skilled, intelligent person. I didn't ask him to do anything. He just knew. Oh, yeah, this would be good. I'm going to cut the video here. I'm going to add this sound. I'm going to add this. Man. He made man. my videos what they were. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> hire a video editor who I had to every video. I'm like, what the hell is this? Can't Man. Now, now I might as well just edit the video myself. Myself. <laughs> you feel me? Man, that's how I feel about like my resume writers. Man, my resume consultants. I'm like, I'm paying you to do a project, and now I gotta do it again. That makes no sense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and then it's like, I'm even the type of CEO where, okay, what did I do wrong? Mm. Because, really? because if you're producing this type of quality work, I didn't teach you right. I didn't, I didn't do something right. Because <laughs> that's not how we produce resumes at Sparky Resume. That's not the quality of and product we're pushing out. That is actually, it's good that you have that mentality because there's a lot of people who place the blame solely on the employee, right? Yep. But it's like, yep. there's certain training measures and certain measures that have to be put in place to make sure that, you know, an okay employee can be above average. You know what I mean? Exactly. And sometimes exactly. that's the CEO. Like, what can I have done better? So I'm glad that you even have that mentality because a lot of people are like, you messed up, that's you. But it's like, mm -mm. take a step back, humble yourself. What could you have done better to prepare them? So I oh. think that's dope that you have that mentality. Oh, that's all I do. Yeah. That's all I do. My team knows that. They can attest to that. I can bring somebody on right now. They'll tell you. Anything they need, I got you. Yeah. Anything. Now, what I'm not going to do, right, <laughs> is I'm I'm open to answering any questions. But if I if I if I mapped it out. Yeah. And you and and, I, and you didn't take the time to to read the read the handbook, watch the tutorials, do the things I've created for you and you're asking me these questions. Then we have a problem. Like, go read the handbook. Go watch the tutorial. The answer is page 10, section A. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. That's that's what I'm like, okay. 
I need you to go. I need you to go digest this information because this is going to help you be successful in your role. Exactly. Right. I'm not creating this for my health. <laughs> I'm creating this for you to be good at what you do, what I hired you to do. Right. So that's my mindset with everything. My sales team, my marketing team, operations, finance, HR, anything. Right now, I'm literally creating a, a handbook. And that's why I told you I created those courses. I created the course for everybody that's coming on as a resume consultant. They know how to write a resume, cover letter, LinkedIn. I'm about to create tutorials on how to use our systems. I'm about to have an onboarding process everybody goes through. I'm about to do a PowerPoint, literally, when we get off this meeting. PowerPoint, spark your resume. What are we, who is spark your resume? Who do we serve? Pricing, packages, marketing, systems we use, what you need to do for onboarding, the whole nine. Record the video, upload it. Then I'm going to have downloadables for you. Here's the, here's the marketing handbook. Here's the whole team handbook. Every sector is going to have their own handbook, teaching them how to do their roles. And tutorials teaching you how to use our systems. There should be no questions. Like, yes, questions, but like no questions. It's after, like after. They fill in the gap question. Questions where you know exactly. you can answer it, right? Exactly. There, please don't ask me. Exactly. Exactly. That's hard to find as a self-starter employee. Somebody who's like, not necessarily afraid to ask questions, but they know I should probably go seek this answer myself. Instead of going to Britt or Lee every five seconds asking the question. Like, and that's how I am. Navigate ambiguity, please. At Adobe, self-starter. Like, Google, Google thrives, and one of their mission statements is you need to know how to navigate ambiguity. Because mm -hmm. there is a level of fail-fast culture at Google. Figure mm -hmm. it out. Please. Mm -hmm. Much rather you fail fast than come and ask your manager every five seconds about a question that could easily be answered on your own. Like, right. you got to not be ambiguity, please. Like, mm. it's the best skill that a person can have. The best. That's dope. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's real, though. Like, that's how I am. I'm a self-starter. I'm not asking questions. The good thing about 2020, like, really, since 2000, the internet. Yeah. Google, <laughs> YouTube, and they own both. <laughs> Are the top two search engines in the world? If you ask Google the right question, you can find every answer you need. Mm -hmm. Now, you do have to filter through information, right? To find the correct answer. And that's where professionals come in in their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. But you can get a taste or a sense okay. of what you need from Google and YouTube. I promise you. They even got playlists you can save the videos for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can make your own course out of YouTube if you wanted to. Being resourceful What's is my on? number one skill. It's number one. But you number know one. I'm learning to do, too, is understand. So, you and I are not the average everyday person. That's just reality. Right? That's reality, though. That's reality, though. That's reality. So sometimes I hold people to a certain standard, not realizing that like mm. we're built different. We're built very different. Different, very different. There's a level of like understanding that has to come with being knowing that you are an extreme self-starter, incredibly ambitious, like all of the above. Because there's some people who don't understand the idea that like yeah, you ask Google one question and then you see that okay, cool, let me ask this question and eventually get to the answer. Some right. people, they ask that one question, they don't see it, they, don't, they think it's done. done. Like, I get yeah. it, I get but like, we gotta do better. Like, do better. <laughs> and like, the longer you know me, the better you're gonna do. Like, that's on period. Cause I'm gonna teach you how you're not gonna get the question, the answer at step A, you may get it at step D. And that's okay. That's so, a fact. I'm learning to be more patient. Cause some people I feel, Oh, I'm already knowing. And I think and I think one thing you hit on though is expectations. Yeah. I don't have those. Yeah. As a CEO and founder, you really can't have them. You can't. And that's you can't. I had a conversation with my friend the other day too. She was like, I, I think we were talking about a job. And I was like, you just can't have expectations for what people what's gonna happen because you're gonna set yourself up for failure. Like Exactly. Just, you know, hope. Have hope. 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 Keep but you and train. Have, 
You can't come into it saying, oh, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be disappointed. Nobody, oh, yeah. Most people cannot meet your expectations. You're not oh, yeah. your mind. Oh, yeah. You set, you're setting yourself up for failure by having expectations, honestly and truly. And that's where I could, like, I could do everything in my business. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sparkers. Thank you for tuning in and rocking with me and the rest of the Spark Your Success family. We truly appreciate all of the support and love. If you are enjoying the episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It truly helps us grow, and we can't grow without you. So if you can please take two minutes to leave us a five-star review and write about something you learned from an episode, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, that's it for now. Thank you for rocking with me, Sparkers. Now back to the episode. And I think that's another thing entrepreneurs don't do. You need to know high level why everybody's important. Yeah. And at least know if that person left today, you can fill that void at least for two, three weeks until you find somebody else. Because you don't know the decisions that people are, are making right now. So they can leave tomorrow. Yeah. What are you going to do? And that's sometimes how, that's what happens when some businesses get a lot of funding. Like they come into a grant or um, they get some capital from a VC. They get all this money and they're like, okay, let me hire this person, let me hire this person. Next thing you know, you have like five people on your team and you don't actually really need. They're not really providing that much oh. value. Just... Oh, less is more. But less is more. And less is more. I learned that. It's easier. It's easier to keep your eyes on what not micromanage, but just understand what everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a micromanager, and my team knows that. I, like, personally, I don't even have time. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't have That's, after when I first hired my video editor, he was like, "Oh, do you want me to like comment back and forth? Like, do you no? Don't message me until you're done." <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. No, she said, I'm really good. I really don't. Like, I'm dead. She said, no, hold it down. <laughs> I was like, I put full faith in you that you're going to execute what I asked you. Like, I don't know what type of people you were with before. Don't message me. I'm good. I probably won't answer. Um, just send it to me when you're done. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like, micromanage. I, do, I hate it. I hate it. And that's why I'm so big on like setting that foundation. That's why I'm doing all of this. Ooh. Handbooks, PowerPoints, courses, teaching, educating my team because that's what they need. Because you're not going to come to me and say, oh, I didn't know how to do this or I didn't know my goals for the month or I didn't know this. I didn't know that. No, I'm going to lay it out for you. It's where everybody knows why you're important. So if you don't do this. You're affecting this person. Sales. If you don't make revenue, nobody eats. Mm -hmm. I need you to make some money, bro. That's your whole job. And don't mess with me. And I and I've set it up to the point where the way our business works is like we get leads from LinkedIn all day. Mm -hmm. My admin sends them to my sales rep. It's inbound sales. I'm not saying that everybody on LinkedIn is a is a qualified lead, right? But we're setting it up to the point where now. We can touch everybody that comes through us. Mm-hmm. If you come to us, it's over with. Because we're hitting every we're, we're hitting every type of person. Exactly. We got low ticket items. Just created an ebook. We got we got low ticket uh, uh, like a mid low ticket item courses, services, mid ticket, and then we're gonna have an ultimate package. So it's high ticket, right? You got do it yourself. We got do it for you, and then do it with you. Mm-hmm. It's a funnel. And then you funnel options. And you know, options. And you know what I love about your content too and you just being a genuine person? A lot of people create service-based businesses and they're like, I, w- I want to make sure I say this right. <laughs> 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 I don't want to come across. But they're so hung up on the fact of like, I want to help. I want to help. I like... I want to help, but this is also what I'm naturally very good at. And most importantly, this is a business. And at the end of the day, a business is made to make money. Money. Make sure that when you invest in me, you're getting 
you're getting the value out of it, I will never, I will not be happy until you're satisfied. But best believe, Hills Consulting is a business. Oh, for a fact. It's a business. For a fact. Trying to make money, right? Facts. So products are going to be made. Like some people are like, oh, why are you charging for this? Or, oh, your prices are too high. Don't do that. And this is and this is what I'm saying. This is this is this was me, and I re I, I'm literally reorgan reorganizing the whole business right now. We're like, yeah. we're literally changing systems, processes. I'm raising prices. Yes, as you should, as you should. Like, I, I don't like the mentality of like you know you're doing like you should do this for like there should be. I create no. two videos on a weekly basis. I have a channel with almost forty videos. All of them are free. My Instagram is free. Every Pinterest is free. like I have so much free content, and that takes up a lot of my time. So it's technically not for, like I'm doing like, hello, hello, hello. My DM talking about oh your price. This should be. It's hey. a business. You're rude. <laughs> and this and this is and this is where and this is where oh I'm about to I'm about to break it down real quick. <laughs> this is this is this is where we go right. So you don't charge. For resources, I charge for time. Exactly. Podcast is my time. Yeah. You want one-on-one -on -one coaching? That's your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my time. So if you want me to spend my time on your time, it's going to cost you. Come on. You feel me? You can go listen to the podcast. You can go watch my YouTube videos. You can go download my free checklist, interview guide, resume rubric. All that is free. Mm -hmm. If you want individualized, personalized guidance, that's going to cost you. Come on. Just like anything else in the world would. Just like anything else in the world would. Mm -hmm. But now this is what business owners need to do to combat that situation. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing right now, reorganize, reorganizing the business. Do it yourself. <laughs> do it for you. Do it with you. Right. To the point where now, oh, you're charging too much. Oh, that's too much for you? Bet. We got a course that you can do it yourself for $97. Exactly. Is that too much for you? We got an ebook for $15 that you can read and it'll teach you how to write your own resume. Oh, that's too that's too much for you? Download the free resume rubric, LinkedIn checklist, and interview guide that can help you navigate your career yeah and to be honestly i don't even like the people who are like i'm so good at this because i used to work in sales at google like we have yeah. to learn how to just navigate around people. oh yeah Those are cool. when people say like oh it's too much i didn't really be answering well when you get the budget let me know like i'll be here but i that's the thing though i wouldn't so i would take a different approach too I, right i just be like i'll be like well i look forward to working with you in the future Thank you. Done. That's it. I'm no, I feel you. I don't have time to go back and forth. <laughs> send them, but send them somewhere though. Um, because I'm telling you, look, let's look. I'm telling you, it's data. It's data. Data is currency as well. Mm -hmm. Literally, how we did the funnel. I have a, I have a downloadable for every service that we offer. Mm -hmm. Interview guide, interview coaching, resume rubric, resume enhancement. LinkedIn profile checklist, LinkedIn profile development. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I will send them to my YouTube channel because that's that's my that's my downloadable. Like, I don't even have I don't have I don't have the marketing team to really make a downloadable right now. But my YouTube channel is a downloadable. I have a whole playlist. Here's the videos. This this this, this, this that. And that's another thing, though. You need you, folk, build them downloadables. <laughs> I need you, I need you to. If you don't make content for the next two weeks, you'll be fine. Build them downloadables. Mm -hmm. That's another thing entrepreneurs mess up on. Set the foundation first. The content won't matter if you don't have a foundation. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people, 70,000, 100,000 followers. I promise you if I had 100,000 followers, I'd be a millionaire right now. Oh, yeah. I, I already know. I don't even have that many followers and the amount of money I make. I'm just like, so. I've been doing you feel this, me? I mean, this. You feel me? But it's, it's automation and it's yeah. funnels. Mm -hmm. Your YouTube videos, I need them. After every YouTube video, 
you know your content. Yeah. Bro, make a make a checklist, something they can download. Name, phone number, email, first last name, last first last name, email, phone number. Boom, done. Automation. They get into their inbox, but now you have that data. Mm-hmm. Now you're building that email list to where now it's directly going to their inbox. Yeah. Hey, Hell's Consulting did this today. Boom. Free this live webinar. I love email list because last time. Typing away, pushing out content, right? And seeing how it converts over time. Mm -hmm. And I've set it up to the point where we have almost everything automated. Mm -hmm. I have checkpoints. I just should. Checkpoints. Hey, who visited the website? (laughs) I got a whole tag. 150 people visited our website. All right, let's go here. See how many see how many of those people that visited the website are clients. If they're not a client, reach out to them right now. Call them, text them, something. Engage with them. See how they're doing. See where they're at when they, see see where they're at in the job search. But I need to I need to know who they are because now they're engaging with our content. Mm-hmm. That's how you look at the data. I don't people coming in the funnel. They're not taking action. I might reach out to them later. That's on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on the people that's taking action because they're more likely to convert. Mm-hmm. At Absolutely. the end of the day, we are in this business to make money. Yes, we are offering a shit ton of value on the back end mm-hmm. because we built out funnels. We became experts in our field and we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still producing content, right? Mm-hmm. But we become thought leaders in our space to the point where people trust us with their careers. Absolutely. Now, I'm even to the point, I don't even call myself a resume writer or a career coach. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, as you should be. Point blank, period. I don't want to do the career coaching. I don't want to do the resume writing. That's what I am. (laughs) I I hire, just hired an HR business partner and an executive coach, 20 years of experience. Yeah, I got to pay a little bit more, but now I can sell that. Yeah. Yo, we have an HR business partner and executive coach, leadership coach with 20 years of experience. These are her certifications. How much are you willing to pay per hour for coaching now? Prices just went up. Mm-hmm. That, that, that 150 an hour just turned to 300 an hour. And that's the thing. That is the thing. That's, hey, I love Elon Musk, man. I love Elon. That's, that's one of the best entrepreneurs I ever seen, man. He said, I didn't go to Harvard, but I got people on my team that did. And that's one period. That's one thing about me. I've learned, like, especially my career, title means nothing. 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 Bro, I'm I've learned so much in this past year of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. than I learned in the past 23 years of my life. Yeah. Folks are hitting me up to be to do business coaching. Mm-hmm. I got folks like, yo, you're a wizard at this automation thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money folks will pay you mm-hmm. per month to set up their to automate their entire business? A lot. I said, how much? That's what SAP. Said, that's what SAP is. <laughs> I said, I said, hey. Hey, let me know. Let me know how much y'all y'all know y'all try to y'all try to give a brother every month. Let me set up. Let me set up a program to where I'm about to make a course on automation, how to write a business plan, marketing, finance, sales, financial model. I showed you. I'm gonna make it to where you can download it and implement your stuff into it. Yeah, and, and it's already gonna be taken care of. Put your prices here. Put how much it costs here. Everything else is gonna be taken care of. Automated, and that's the thing I keep telling people. Like, I have a video that I'm actually gonna record today, and it's about the whole idea of working smarter. The smartest mm. thing you can do is automate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's one of the smartest things you could do. Just oh yeah. Automate, 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 automate. Oh yeah. I have no. ex- I have an expense spreadsheet, financial spreadsheet for every aspect of my life. It's all automated. It goes straight from my bank account into the Mint app, into whatever five million apps that I use. Like. That's crazy. So I can see. I'm seeing my credit card app grow. You hit this mark. Stop spending money. Stop spending money. Stop spending money. That's a fact. Like, automation is that's... the best thing. And that's something I'm working on for my own business. It's like the automation side of sales consulting. And it's crazy that I've learned 
when you are stressed, that is when you automate the best. You start deleting things that were never necessary. It used never. to take me so long to create content. I just recently bought my first house, which is where I'm living in right now. Hey, congrats. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you so much. And in that process was the most stressful part of my life. Like, mm. stressful. I didn't really have time to create content. I didn't really have time to, like, do anything. Mm. Through that process, I was like, how the hell am I going to create content and move at the same time? So I had to cut down what I was putting up, what I was posting, yada, yada, yada. Through that, I realized, wait a second, I'm getting more engagement now than I did before. One of the posts that I posted when I was moving was one of my most successful posts of all time. That's crazy. It just taught me that, like, I'm do I was doing too much. Like, you're, yeah. doing <laughs> you're doing too much. So that's why I tell people, like, look for those stressful days where you cut back and you actually did really well. Like, what did you cut back? You don't have to keep doing it. Stop doing that and just continue on that, like, short list of whatever it is that you were doing. Because I swear on everything, automation, innovation, cut down, like, cutting down, all of that comes when you're in, like, the most stressful part of your life. You just mm. innovate. Now you do. You really you have no choice. You have no choice. I was just about to say you have no choice. You like, have no choice. I'm in the middle of moving. I do not have time to sit down on Canva and make graphics. Like... <laughs> No, that's a fact. That's I, a fact. I really don't. That's a fact. I said I'm gonna make one and copy paste, change the words, ooh, ooh, ah, write a little caption. It did very well. I'm like, so I could have been doing, doing this the whole time. And that's, that's hey, like even with the reports that you were talking about before, like you look at your reports, you see what's doing well. Don't keep doing the thing that's not doing well. Get rid of it and keep doing the things that are. Eventually, you're gonna get down to like five things that are going very well instead of the 20 you were doing before stressing yourself out like no, that's a that's a fact and i'm about to be using this a lot more yes yeah. okay this is this is this is genuine content yeah when i'm put when i'm pushing out content i mean no editing just talking that's straight it. game just pushing and out content lives reels on the girl stories and people love behind the scenes people love to feel like they know you like a lot of people who reach out to me, a lot of my clients, a lot, I would say like a good portion of my clients come through YouTube. They're like, I feel like I know you because I watch your YouTube videos. Like people want to feel like they know you. So when mm. you're on your phone and you're on your stories and you're on your lives, like people don't know you through a quote post. They think you're just, you know, they think you're funny, but the second your face is on a the camera, they know you. They feel like they know you. They want to work with you. Like, No, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Video content is everything. I think you can have a, you can have an entire business just based on of video content, and it do very well because people feel like they know you. That's very true. You're funny. You're charismatic. You make them want to cry. You make them want to. You motivate them. Like, right. I don't know, but it's hard to. Not that it's impossible because people do it every day through you know like written posts, but video, you just stop. You stop and you want to watch it. Mm. Man, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Man, this is this we honestly this this was this was not the type of episode I was expecting at all. But it's I think this is gonna go crazy on the podcast. Like I think this is the content that I was low key avoiding mm -hmm. because I was just trying to give people that blueprint to corporate. Yeah, no, this is, but that's not what we are. We're, we're, we, we, we are, we're the blueprint from nine to five to six to 10 to full time entrepreneur. Mm. Mm. Like, so there's no point in putting such a huge emphasis on the nine to five part of it if you don't want to, because that's not what we, that's not our passion. Like, that's, mm. that's, our, that's my bank account. Okay. That is my ATM. My nine to five is a, is a university mm. and an ATM. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> nah, I feel that. And that is where I get my money from. Period. Like, who I am is an entrepreneur. Nah, that's and dope. That's dope. That's mm -hmm. dope. That's dope. Man. Woo! This was some heat, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> this has been... This has been phenomenal. I ain't even talking about Rolls Royce. Like, forget all that. Like, we don't... 
This is this is I think this is gonna be probably one of the best episodes. It was for a fact. For a fact. Yeah. I'm trying right. to think if I have any last parting words. Oh, I'm gonna let you, you know, tell your social media and where people can find you, get your services, check you out as a coach, YouTube. Yeah, let let the people know where they can, you know, check out Hell's Consulting and uh and Brittany as a person too. Yeah, so you can check out me, Brittany, um, as an entrepreneur <laughs> on Hill. So I actually just recently changed my YouTube name from Hills Consulting okay. Career Coach to Brittany Hills Career Coach. So that's where okay. you can, through SEO, you can find me on both Hills Consulting and Brittany Hills on YouTube. That's my main platform that I love um, and put a lot of work into. You can also find me on Instagram at Hills Consulting, LinkedIn at Brittany Hills. Um, I'm on Pinterest. Uh, Facebook, pretty much every single platform. TikTok. Um, if you type in Brittany Hills, you're gonna find me. Or That's a fact. That's a fact. We we out here. <laughs> in my website, I offer career coaching packages. Yep. Um, LinkedIn reviews, cover letters, pretty much everything. Everything related to career. Um, that's what I do. And eventually, I want to start working on um, some workshops. So just some motivational. Workshops, getting people to just be like, hey, I don't like my job. I'm trying to grow in my job. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to motivate you, let you know that here's what you are and here's what you need to be and here's how you can get there. So, Make some courses. Yeah, I know. Thank you for listening to the Spark Your Success podcast. As always, we hope you enjoyed. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time, start, scale, and spark your success.